that other man. George Bacalette's used bookshop on a narrow street, a small town in a tiny European country, where he spends his days and nights looking for valuable books. Bah, junk. All of it, there is not a manuscript with a well lot that's worth a cent. But suddenly, a sharp gleam of excitement falls by the knot's eyes and name one of the whining stirs in memory. However, it looks ancient. Can I, can I it out? Dr. Jekyll, great Scott. You want to know it all, the secrets of the unknown, but he didn't realise was that the unknown include death. The notes of Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde, his book holds the most powerful secret in the world. So the old, so old Redrock, interested in learning the strange secret Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde spends long hours studying an ancient volume. Dr. Jekyll learned how to turn a man into two different people, the evil one and the good one. The formula for the drug is given here. I'll do it. I'll repeat Dr. Jekyll's experiment and turn myself into a creature of pure evil. After getting together all the ingredients for the formula, he settles down to a delicate task of mixing potion. potion. I'll have power, riches, I can change my appearance by drinking a liquid like this. And once, the, and for once the bubbling formula mixture is made, he holds quickly to his lips and drinks it. First there is just a warm sensation pit of his stomach, and then a strange flaming sensation that reaches all the parts of his body, so that his face begins to change to the face of evil. I can hardly believe it worked. My face has changed, has changed so much, even I can't recognize it. With a very perfect disguise in a world like this, I can steal and even murder. I never get caught. In short step from the thought of the dead, George Bartnerock wanders the streets in search of a victim. They look rich, I'll take them first. Don't. Make a sound or I'll kill you. Give me all your money, all of you. Go, you thief, you'll never get away with this. Please catch you. You think so? Well, no one will be able to identify me as a murderer. I think I think I will kill you. Eek. But that runs, he knows that the thieves will bring the people and the police. That's him, the murderer, the monster. I've got to, got to get to my place and take the portion and change my, me back to George Barrack. I know they're under me then, don't find me then. One side is dingy rat trap. Barrack fries up to lose, up the loose phone boats. There's a high evidence. They'll probably never come near here anyway. If they do come here to ask me, I saw anyone, I'll look up and 
like old George Barrock. Again, they never they can search the whole city for the other man. With a secret formula to change me into two different people, I can be the most powerful man in the world. But as he places lips to the hot liquid, his lips he hears. In here, I saw him run in here, and now I drink it. Break down the door. A few seconds later, the pale smelling liquid had done its dark task. Both of the evil counterparts has gone. You let them come in. They'll never find the murderer. They'll always say another fellow did it. I'm going to always shoot. I should shoot. Of course, I opened the door. What's wrong? Why do you bother innocent citizens? There is no answer. I only need a set of submachine guns. The sharp sting of hot lead. The crash of dying body on the floor. But, how did you know? How did you guys know? I had a perfect alibi. I was two people. Sure, you were two people. But you didn't mean you could get away with murder just because you're Siamese twins. The end. Second story. Ghost in the house. I went to swim, swim. Murder's saying it's the night just for the laughs. Ace the news reporter. I mean, knows you can't talk to ghosts of the dead. Boy, this is what a spooky looking dive. This is where such things as ghosts. This would be where they'd hang out. The other guests at the Swami Modos were all old enough to know better, but it, they looked as if they took this stuff seriously. Well, this Swami is coming. In the name of the ghosts of the dead, I greet you. The Swami looked out of the out of work hand at to be I tried to keep a straight face. So I sat down, be seated in this charmed circle. And now now the mystic chant before I go into my trance. Wait, I feel an unfriendly presence. There is a non believer among us. You can say that again, Mac. The wax is calling his candidate's field. How can you folks fall such fraud that's like this? You can't speak to dead no more than I can. Perhaps you can. And Swami looked at me with the eyes of which burned a frantic zeal. It seemed to turn my willpower to ashes. Sit down, you fool. Remain silent. Anyone can talk to the dead once he learns the secret. I shall show you the secret. As the Swami passed his hand over the crystal balls, room seemed to melt in darkness. I felt as though I was falling, spinning madly through space. Finally, I landed at the bottom of a hot, smoky pit. And all around me, corpses were beginning to rise and come towards me. And I was terrified. Part of my brain told me what was happening and saw me and hypnotized me. I was imagining the whole thing. And then suddenly, as if it started, it was over. I backed the seance again.
Now that you have seen where the dead dwell, do you believe me? Do you believe? Are you kidding? You can't fool me with a small sample, so simple hypnotism. But so you don't believe what you saw the dead, what you can talk, that you can talk to the dead. No, and I'm getting out of here now. This is getting boring. I'm sorry, my friend. Once you've spoken to the dead, he can never again return to living. You're crazy. You haven't spoken to any corpses. Now get out of my way. I see I have to convince you the only way I can. What are you doing? What are you doing? You see, you are speaking with the dead. No, no. Some humans are so, so hard to convince. All of them have ripped their faces off. They're all dead. Story number three. A cry in the night could lead to anything. In this case, it led to something undreamed by those who cry out, help. To the great northwest, frozen waste of countless miles of valleys, plains, hides within the reaches, endless secrets of greed, hate, evil, and story. One such secret began long ago. The two trappers started a grim feud was last for years. Peri Anton, Thari and Fortune Forgiving, Vengeful, Dad Morgan, he has crossed my trap lines again. Avil kills him for these. And Blackie Morgan, tough, bitter, big, big, bitter of a giant among the big, big men of Northwest. Nobody's gonna accuse me of being a poacher. I'll kill Anton on sight. Each man had his own crew of followers, men as tough and strong as their leaders, who snared their hatred and vowed to join a feud against each other. But it went year after year, and still the vastness of the Northwest, the leaders never came face to face. The terror tracked the shows, and they stalked each other's night and day. Sicky, this is too much. Another trap rod. But is that at Rat Morgan? That's why he will not stop in detail. I can hem and kill him. Come, let's, uh, I must. We will track the beast to his lair. Hurt him down. Hunt him like a, the dirty dog he is. And he will not rest until he is dead. Blackie, it's Anton. He and his gang are cutting throats. Or after you, for that's for sure. Yeah, him, that boys. Let's go and meet them this way. But luck had a part in this game, and luck would have it that the two leaders would come separated from their men. Blast it, I ran so fast, I lost my boys. What's up? So am I. I so am I alone. Oh, a sound. Is it what I can sense? The rat Morgan has right, Stunt I got him right where I got want him. A low rumble began overhead. A rumble that roared into Shire. 
holy cow, an avalanche, the heavy snow, rocks and trees rolled down the mountainside towards the two enemies caught in its path. Then it was a sudden it began, the avalanche stopped, but two men were trapped by it. Light on dirty rat what it hurt a bad I hope. No, I cannot move, but I cannot move hurt. I pray have a no neck. Ah, I haven't here the same fix as you. I hurt but I cannot move. We find each other but we are both helpless, huh? Yeah, until my man snows up a uh, dog and mine you Big The hours of night grow closer, bringing with them uncertainty of the wilderness, the unknown terrors, the flame of hate, are buried till brighter. Yes, see if I could get one hand to hit free, my gun hand, I, I'd blast you to eternity. And to you, thinking it would happen, I fire my gun, pull, you pull, poof, you would be dead, you thief, you crook, you poacher. One second, just one second. Wait them. That's all I ask. A half a second to be enough to fish loose like this. A long night shadows crept across the snows of the valley as the two in rage and over each other. Each was tired, but afraid to sleep. They gave the other the advantage. Each prayed for his men to arrive first. By dawn, their eyes were barely. Blurry from the lack of sleep, their faces haggard, but their hatred was strong as ever. My men, they're expert trackers, you'll find us right quick, and then none they are working, but one who will find us fine free shall be the first blood you shall see. We shall see. What's that? Something, you see. Someone is a coming. Across the terrain, accelerated a great distant horizon, a group of figures moved towards the trap of men. They're my men. They help show you. Uh, I'll show you. Help, help. No, they're, they're mine. They're full, they're full. They don't see us yet. Help, help, help. As the men scouts, as figures move faster, barely seen, cold light of the day. Help, help. We are here. Over here. Help, help. You fool, you're helping, you're helping to bring my men. Help. You can, you, can't you see who they are yet? No, it is so dark. Yeah, I see. Now I see. Well, who's men, Morgan? Yours or mine? Neither. Is the beast ready to eat them up? Next story, The Alien. This is Professor Carl Stanstorm, who spent his life in perfecting an atomic 
audio beam to reach the planet Mars. It never occurred to him. The years he spent with purchase and a few minutes of tragedy. Yes, yes, I hear you speak on. I turned into your sound wave. I am a of Mars. Do you hear me, Earthling? This is the professor's wife, Alice. Young, lovely, lively. She is at arms of Don Cumbrian, Sandstone's lab assistant. When Carl thinks of nothing but his crazy experiments, somehow we must get rid of him. There, there must, we must just be, there may be just you and me. Be patient, darling, I'll find a way. I've done, after all these years, I've contacted Mars. Boca de Martian. Come quickly, Don. I can scarcely believe it. Listen, Earthlings, are you there? The beam has faded. Yes, I'm here. I hear you. You asked me about my planet and what what we Martians look like. There are not many of us left. This is a dying planet with sand and dryness. We are similar to structure to you, Earthlings. As you have described yourself to me, but our skin is a weird voice. An alien creature came across the millions of miles of space. And two men built up the picture of the Martian from the journey words. We have four arms and iron hands. You think again. Green, good heavens, what a monster it must be. It's coming back. Listen, there is a way, I think, to teleport the atoms of my being to your planet Earth. You must build a special machine. I connect it with a beam. I'll tell you what materials you need to build it. Take this down, Don. I build a machine, and if it is successful, I will transcend space and arrive where you are on Earth. One day, for day first, you must assemble fine strands of copper wire. The two scientists worked feverishly to construct the strange machine. Finally, it was done. That does it. Just in time tomorrow, the week is up. I haven't heard from the Martian since that night. He's probably working on a similar machine. Tomorrow on, I'll reach the zenith for my life's work. If only, come, if only I could show some of my doubting colleagues. You will show them. Read in the paper. The five scientists of England pride. I bring them here. I see a Martian appear, even if I have to use false. Don, Don, you, do you think this fantastic experiment will work? Years, in many, many years, it's against all the laws of science. But it's given me an idea, the way to get rid of your husband. Very danger of us, but you must help me. Seventh day come. Alice, have you seen Don today? It's a great day if we shall be, should be here. No, Carl, I haven't seen him. Professor can wait and eagerly pushes at the, pushes at him. You pull the fishes of strangely hummed and spout. Leo, Leo, human grow louder, louder. It must work. It must. It must. Machine rocked and hum believed at once. Anyway, louder, louder. I am here, Earthling. Behold. Morgan the Martian. A Martian? I am fading. Please pull back to my own planet. Machine needs adjusting. I'm going to black out now. 
I will appear here again at two o'clock. Be ready. The alien, the Martian, appeared. Alice, tell Don to bring the scientists here at two o'clock. They'll appear again then. Meanwhile, I was resting. The most unique and ha- from, uh, most unique and harrowing experience. Two o'clock. The professor was back in the laboratory. This time, Don Charrington was there, and with him, two men, whom he brought. Abraham told me you returned to two now. Now, gentlemen, will you be privileged to see the greatest scientific achievement of all time, the transition session of Earth of a living being from Mars? The machine hummed louder and louder the minutes passed. He'd not. He got a professor that's not wasted any more time. Yeah, let's go, Professor. What is the meaning of this? Surely scientists are on your of your caliber. We're not scientists, we're from the state insane asylum. Now come along quietly. You won't get hurt. Thanks for trapping him off, Mr Cameron. Any guys who sees Martians could become dangerous. Door slam. The professor's gone. It worked. I've taken him where I never bother us again. I put, told you I it would. Now get that costume and you save me so I can burn it. We won't hurt anything around. We don't have anything around that can link us to this. The strange machine hummed and crackled as her. As we returned from the cellar with the costume she made. You didn't see his face when he stepped from the machine where you're in that where this and told him I was a Martian. Fine hot this is the fire's hot, throw it in. Let's get rid of it like he got rid of him. The machine quit a murmur and it still it work was done. No wonder they believed me when I was told me he was incurably insane, a monster. An alien from Mars coming through the wacky machine. There was, you were wonderful to think of such a miscarade. They laughed and laughed as Merrick quit sofa. Close to the for the cold bloody alien. A lived on the flesh and blood of the warm bloody creatures. Marilyn on whose flying planet such creatures were extinct. Maria, who had craftily planned for his delivery to planet of warm blooded creatures. For his hunger, hungered, the end. In the last story of this horror special, Frang, Rocco feared his strange jeweled knife, not because it could kill, but because it had its other astonishing powers. No, Hector, don't throw it. Too late. Now, Rico, you, now you die. There's a guy like Hector. 
In every crowd, a slang load, a jerk. A guy who makes you laugh just to look at him. Come on, Petrula, drink up, or Pa won't love you anymore. And as often as not, the guy like Hector, in love with the most beautiful woman around, a woman far beyond his reaches. Oh, Sonia, my darling, as only you knew how my heart is busting wide open with love. But Hector, in for shock of his life, what? Who is that? How do you, where do you come from? As Rico, the new fry thrown at, he's been sweeping Sonia's feet, right off her feet. But Sonia's mind, you've not got right to come in and take her away from me. Yours? Oh, ha-ha, that's a good one. Hector the Smoose, in love with Sonia, I could die laughing. It's true, she is mine, mine. So Hector broods, but then the vehicle invites again to his tent. A special pre-opening show Hector is there too. Millicent, he never misses. And those nights are dangerous. Hey, Rico, why don't you, don't you throw that one? It's beauty. No, I never. That's the only knife I never, don't dare to throw. I know you're going to kill me, him. I know, I know how I'm going to kill him with his own knife. Suddenly, the first sign of Rico's fear, Mayor finds an idea seething deeply in his mind. That evening, when Hector walks away, walks down the gravel path behind the victim, he sees, Oh, my darling, you and I will soon be man and wife. That's what you think. I have got to get away to break that up. And alone in privacy's tent, Hector continues to practice the art of no fray. A mind is frenzied of anguish. Feeble's eyes, boy, I never learned how to shoot that big shot. Rico, that's, he can't take my girl away from me. And it's, I'm ready to kill, uh, to kill him. His madness bubbles over inside of him. Until he can think of only one thing, a man who has won the affection, the girl he loves. He looks around quietly to make sure he's not being seen, then softly steals out of his tent, moving to the direction of Rico's. He peers in the darkness of his empty living quarters to make sure he's safe. I'm sorry, don't, you don't come yet. Well, be, uh, we have had a, a surprise waiting for him. And then I find him dead with his own knife in his heart. But one he told me never, everyone, he's afraid to throw. And all Hector had to do is wait until the victim walks unexpectedly into the trap. You won't be so happy in a few seconds. Who's there? What do you want? No, no, no. No, you fool, don't throw the knife, that knife. I'm going to kill you. Say your prayers, Rico. We have all the houses sight frame. Hector throws the knife at Rico. There's no second thought of mercy or regret. But there is no stopping a knife in flight. Cune is on its way. Thrusting for the air, it's sharp and point, seeking a resting point. But suddenly somehow, 
Everything startling happens. Hey, you cannot believe his eyes. You fool, I tried to warn you. What happened? That knife is a boomerang. The end.